Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting EXIT PLAN with no spaces to 44222. That's EXIT PLAN to 44222. Again, text EXIT PLAN to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure to have you with us. As usual, we have a a great lineup of expert uh, advisors to talk about some tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. My guest today is Vincent Mastrovito. Vince is with Prometheus Partners in Grand Rapids, Michigan. He has been with uh, the show, uh, been on the show a couple times now and has brought some great knowledge to our listeners. And I'm forever grateful for that. And we're going to expand on that a little bit more today and talk about business owner dependency. Vince, welcome. Thanks so much for joining me once again today. Bill, thank you so much. Hope you guys had a great fourth and uh, appreciate you having me on the show again. It's uh, absolutely my pleasure, Vince. We've gotten a lot of positive comments about past interviews that I've done with you, and uh, our, our listeners just say, you know, that that uh, that guy knows what he's talking about, and, but he br- he brings it back to us uh, listeners so clearly. Uh, it's really really helpful. So, f- before you know, just in case uh, our listeners haven't heard those past interviews, Vince, just give us a real brief overview of Prometheus Partners and a little bit about your background. Yeah, so my background is really based coming from uh, the financial services industry, uh, owned a wealth management firm for no 20, 25 years and have successfully uh, sold that off to uh, a partner that I had. Um, We were doing some business planning in there uh, inside the wealth management firm. And so we spun that piece off and I wanted to do that on a full-time basis just because the the market was, was driving it. Uh, so high, I wanted to be able to to spend more time in there. Yeah, and and our topic today of of owner dependency, you know, a lot of uh, I I don't know, I'd say most of the time I go into a business, and it's natural. The business owner built a business around themselves, and they're a, they're a key component of that business to the detriment of the potential uh, exit or sale of that owner. And a lot of times um, they they wonder how can I sell something that's that's uh, so much about me? What percentages of owners would you say have businesses that are dependent on them, Vince? Almost eighty nine percent, according to the U.S. Census Bureau. About eighty eight point six percent are still relying of in the U.S. are still relying on the business owner having some function of producing some product or service or managing the day-to-day operations or just having to manage the financial aspects of the business. And, you know, that's that's really detrimental, especially as the business grows and the owner continues to, um, to maintain that dependency role. 
Uh, I was at a company the other day that had grown to quite a large company by, by most standards, and I asked the owner what all he did, and he named uh, four or five major org chart boxes that he was still in charge with. What's your experience as you walk into businesses? And, uh, you know, and of course, this, is, this leads to uh, another question, but what's your experience been w- with regards to that? Uh, mine will be about the same as what you experience. Most business owners that I talk to, they're the ones that are they're handling the day-to-day in most cases, even though they like to feel that they have um, staff or other people that, that can handle it. Um, I was just doing a, an interview with a, an existing a new client that came on board, and uh, he was actually going to be working inside of his business uh, on the 4th of July in the morning. Uh, and his business does in excess of um, $10 million a year revenue. And and so what we're finding is whether you're at a uh, a million dollars a year revenue or something above $10 million, if if you don't have things in the right order, you're really almost just creating a, a job for yourself, so to speak, uh, because the business is so reliant on, on you, the owner. Right, right. And and if, I think, you know, it, most owners want to maintain, they, they like that role, they they like the relevance of that, but the problem is then uh, someday something happens or they decide to back off and it's very difficult to transi- transition those tasks. And it must, you know, it must all go back to the traditional model of building a business. So why is that traditional model of building a business around yourself flawed? I think the way the reason why it is flawed is when you take a look at the way businesses, uh, you know, were were initially um, started up years ago, is that the business owner was the main person that you connected with every day, and he or she would be the the one that was contacting with the with the with the clients or the customers, um, and they were involved in almost every aspect of the business and. And in today's environment, through the the 21st century, we're just we're just seeing that people that want to get into businesses or buy them or take them over if they're already there, they want a business that is going to be less reliant on the owner, so that they don't have to worry about the day-to-day functionality of the business, and they want to be able to focus on working on the business, not in the business. And that's a bit of, a, of an old uh, terminology that I'm using there, but it's very accurate in the sense is that as we flow through and progress uh, just through each uh, decade and through each century is we're trying to make it more efficient for the business owner to get a higher return on their capital and not work themselves so that they really don't have any lives outside of their business. So so let's talk a little bit about that. Maybe give our listeners some ideas of some milestones they should think about. At what point do you think an owner should start to uh, hire and delegate and replace themselves on an org chart? Uh, as soon as they can after they start the business would be, my, would be our opinion. Um, because if you build a business from the very beginning that is not reliant on the business owner, um, then you're going to have a business that not only is going to flourish, but that has sustainability. Now, I understand that that doesn't happen overnight. These these things that I'm suggesting don't happen in a week or a month. These things take time. You can't just uh, delegate a particular task to a person that's familiar with QuickBooks and say, here, do my QuickBooks, when you may want QuickBooks done a certain way for your CPA or accountant. 
And so you need to be willing to spend time with these uh, individuals at your business and start actually writing out um, what the expectations are, the time frames, uh, and some scenarios that might happen uh, in their day-to-day functions and how they may want to handle those situations. And really what you're doing is you're empowering your your staff to grow and to learn and to be more confident. So uh, I think it, it, though it does take time, it, uh, once you implement these types of strategies, uh, you find that you have a lot more time to spend where it's really important, which is building the business as a whole and then also spending time with your family and yourself. What do you think, Vince, uh, holds people back? What's their biggest fear that, that keeps them from adopting that kind of a strategy? Usually two, usually uh, individuals that really don't want to change and feel that the model that they have is, is going to work for them. If it, it ain't broke, why should I try to fix it? Um, and that, that's usually the, the main one that, that, that that's going to happen. Or they could just be saying, well, you know, this is, you know, this is the way that it was done in the past and this is the way we're going to do it in the future. So it's it's really... Um, I think critical in today's environment to capitalize on any value that you want to get out of the business is to focus on things like your systems, what do you have in your teams, what type of controls do you have out there, what type of scalable solutions do you have, what is your culture really, what, you know, what do people think about your employees when they walk in the door, when they walk out, you know, your, you know, your strategic structure and, you know, your accountability and things. Those are the things that you really want to use as building blocks to create uh, what we call an owner-dependent business. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so complacency and tradition are two major factors. I think one thing that mm-hmm. uh, I hear from business owners, too, is that they, they, they're not clear. They don't have a, a vision of scaling and growing the business, and they have a fear that they really can't afford to, to hire somebody else, uh, and maybe they don't, they don't realize that they're spending a lot of their time doing uh, minimum wage work when they should be spending more of that time doing uh, top dollar type of work. What do you think about that? Oh, I would agree. When you start taking a look at some of the other statistics that are out there, uh, the Gallup Small Business Index showed that uh, the average business owner is working around 52 hours a week, and that 57% of them are working six days a week and 20% of them are working seven days a week. So, um, you know, the question I always ask the business owner is, do you want to have an actual business? Uh, or to my point before is, or are you really just kind of building a job that you've built for yourself? And um, sometimes these decisions mean that you have to move on from current employees because they just don't have the the intellect or they don't have the ability to really rise to the occasion and sometimes those are difficult decisions for owners to make uh but you want to give those folks the opportunity uh to to capitalize or really not not so much capitalize but you want to give them an opportunity to grow uh, but if you find out that that's not really going to happen you have to be honest with yourself and your business and say i need to go in a different direction not easy things to think about, especially when you're when you're working seven days a week and you're that uh, you're that owner that's built themselves uh, 
what they say in the E-Myth books and Michael Gerber's books, you've built yourself a pretty crazy job description uh, to, to, mm-hmm. to be that business owner. Uh, now, I've heard you talk about seven major benefits of having an owner-independent business. Let's talk about those, Vince. Yeah, so we go through and we just like to discuss with uh, with the business owner and say, let's talk about what would be the impact to the business, to your people, the culture, and your family, and so on, um, if we implement some of these things. So I'll kind of go through a list the, of what they are. Is in, in one of them would be like it gives you a little bit more control over what your financial future is because if you're working on the business, uh, you have a lot more time to taking a look at what's really going on on a more uh, high-end level and really build out that business plan. Um, you're, from a personal level, um, you're going to be able to increase your net worth massively. You're really going to be able to focus on what am I doing personally to be able to move forward. Um, the business then becomes much easier to scale, which we would also define as it makes it much more attractive to a new owner. And whether that new owner would be a family member, a third party, or maybe someone that works at the business that's not a family, um, you do end up with a lot more of the freedom that you really wanted to have when you started your own business, which is have my own business, help me control my own time, help me do some more of the things that I really want to do personally. Um, and then you obviously give your staff a lot more security and um, growth opportunities to better themselves. And in, and then also that will make the market impact, meaning what market you're in, whatever industry you're in, you're going to have a greater impact within that market. And then obviously you just dramatically make the business more stable over a period of time because you have a, a stable business that can continue to grow in just about any market. All of those uh, obviously make your, your business much more attractive to a potential buyer. And, of course, we're moving into a time frame uh, when there are going to be uh, a lot more sellers than there are buyers. So if if a buyer is looking at your business, they're going to be looking at all of these elements and saying, well, how hard am I going to have to work in this business uh, if I take it over and how well is everything documented? Uh, so uh, mm-hmm. it sounds to me like a, a, a stepping stone for this might be to what uh, start really thinking about and developing your your processes and, and documenting how you do what you do. Yeah, right. And it really, like I mentioned earlier in our conversation, this takes time. I mean, we've had clients that you know it's twenty four, thirty six months, and sometimes a little bit longer. Just depending on their time, but you find that once you start chipping away at a couple of these items that you really want to get off your desk, as I always call it, um, you find out, wow, I've got those one or two things off my desk and I don't have to worry about them because someone else is, is, is dealing with it. And even though I know what's going on with it, I don't have to deal with the day to day. Then you can start chipping away at each one of them uh, that you have in your business until you free up as much time uh, that you need to be able to do the things uh, professionally and personally that you want to accomplish. So it it sounds like a a starting point would be to identify what the tasks are and then figure out which ones maybe you can get, uh, you can delegate easily. I mean, I'm always amazed at at what people will do in the name of, well, by the time I told somebody else how to do it, I'd, I'd have done it. 
which which is no excuse. Yeah, right. That it, it, it's that's no. those are probably some of the easier ones. But there's always things that are, business owners say, well, nobody else can do this but me. But what's the problem with that thinking? You know, you really have to be honest with yourself is, you know, what is it that you're trying to to accomplish? And, you know, you, you just have to be able to delegate that away. Some business owners just feel like they want to do all of the all of the work. And, uh, you know, he they, they just have to be willing to want to give that up. And I always go back to a movie I saw when I was a, a, a young man, you know, probably about 16 or 17 years old. And I, and I went to The Godfather and movie and within that movie um al pacino michael corleone um mentioned in there is that he was talking to his sister connie and he says you know just when i thought that i was ready to get out of this business it pulls me back in um you have to build this business in a way that it doesn't keep pulling you back in to do the the day-to-day functions every single day yeah yeah, uh, so a kind of a once and for all kind of an approach. And again, like mm-hmm. you said, some some of those tasks are will acknowledge those are complicated tasks, and they're going to take some time to build that process and then test it out. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you tell owners this. I would imagine you do, but I tell them if you're going to teach somebody else how to do it, have them build the process as they learn how to do it. Take take some of the weight off of you. They might figure out a better way to do it than you might be doing it. But along the way, you need a detailed process because if you just teach somebody else how to do it and then it's in their head, then you're you're still at risk if anything happens to that person. I think you. I think that that's that's actually a, a perfect definition of it. Is if you when you get ready to write out these processes, is work with the team or the person that's with you, uh, and ex- and share these ideas of how you, the owner, might want it done and how they feel it can get done better. Um, and when you the two of you come to agreement, that's what you're putting down on there. Again, that goes back to the comment uh, I made earlier: is that you're building confidence within your staff that you that you trust them even more than what you already do, uh, and then allows them to take a lot more pride that they're taking more ownership and they're really thinking like an owner now. You know, they're not taking yeah. all the risk as yeah. the owner is, but they're thinking like an owner and they're helping you to become more successful. Uh, because as we both know, Bill, the more successful the business is, the more secure it becomes for the people that work within it. And they are reliant upon you to continually make the correct and right decisions for the path of your business. And and while you're at it, you know, you should probably be thinking about having all of your uh, key employees and they're doing key processes to build that standard operating procedures book that you've been thinking about for so long so that you have something to thump on the desk when an, when a potential buyer comes along and you can say, here's how we do everything here. It's all been documented. Uh, a great idea for business owners to create a process-driven business. And removing de- your dependency will pay off in many, many ways if anything great happens like a buyer comes along or if anything horrible happens like a disaster your death or disability and uh and don't think that that doesn't happen uh Vince Mastrovito and I my guest have both lived through it with our our customers our clients so Vince uh, again once again great information and uh, I want to tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you your website is terrific it's at prometispartners.com let me spell that p r o M E T I S P 
www.ethicalpartners.com. And uh, what's the, is, is that the best way for them to start uh, learning about what you do, Vince, is to go to your website, or should they give you a call? Uh, they can go to the website if they would like to give me a call. They could call 616-622-3070 um, and give me a call. Uh, certainly there's a, there's a ton of uh, information on our website, and we are looking to uh, really upgrade the website to have even more information on there. Um, but I think it's it's a great start, uh, and then they certainly could call and ask for any questions that they might have, and be happy to happy to direct them in whatever uh, area that they want to go into. Well, once again, you've you've given us a great deal of of wonderful information to think about, and we're creating quite a library of great strategies and tips from events. And I really appreciate you coming onto the show, and I I look forward to the next time uh, we get to talk. Bill, thanks again so much. Really enjoy being on here talking with you about this this very important topic uh, and process for business owners. So, again, I really appreciate what you're doing for for your audience and for your people, for your, uh, and I really appreciate being on here with you. Thanks. Thank you. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this. Please stay with us. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 